Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 25 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Active Media, and today we are going to change it up a little bit. Usually our podcast is focused on the brands and their stories, um, but today we're going to actually try something new. We are going to go to the consumer side um, and kind of talk to one of our local bands uh, about how they use their gear, why they love it, and um, you know, just kind of fill us in on their story or their their backline. So today, I am uh, happy to have on uh, Fang von Rathenstein uh, of Lords of the Trident. Uh, from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, his mortal name, Ty Christian, and that's usually the name that I refer to him as in most cases. So thanks for joining me today, Ty. Hey, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's great, great, to, great to be here. Thank, thank, thank you for being here with me in this digital space. Uh, you know, see, it's already great, off to a great start. And yes, I am a consumer. I consume many things. Um, you know, microphones, pizza, uh, gallons of beer, all sorts of different things. Um, but yeah, happy to be here. Happy to talk about all of the stuff that I have been consuming as of late. Yes, I guess technically you can't eat any of your gear, but you know. Hey man, don't tempt me, okay? Because that that microphone over in the corner is looking mighty tasty right now. It looks like a corn dog. It looks like a corn dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, I guess you've already told us a little bit about yourself, um, but uh, you know, introduce uh, Lords of the Trident a little bit here. Yeah, so uh, I am uh, lead vocals for Lords of the Trident. Lords of the Trident is the most metal band on earth. We're a band of uh, metal immortal warriors, of course. You know, as you can as you can tell from my voice, um, and and you know we've been around since the dawn of time, uh, and uh, uh, have you know iterated through in many forms. We took about a two hundred and well, what was it, 250, 350 years, something like that, hiatus after this really bad, um, uh, oh, no, no, it was, it was even longer than that. Gosh, being an immortal at the time just kind of flies. It was like 700-year hiatus. So we went on this Black Plague tour, 1342, right? I still remember the date. We had this horrible promoter, um, uh, and he was like, hey, I got this idea for you, okay? For every ticket purchased, right, for Lords of the Trident concert, we're going to give him a free rat. You know, and at the time we thought, oh, this is a great idea. And we didn't know about, you know, bubonic plague. We didn't realize it was, you know, carried by rats and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, a media firestorm, it was really terrible. We decided to kind of go underground for a little bit and just kind of let everything die down. And, you know, um, we went underground for like 700 years and, and, um, and now finally, you know, the history books have kind of forgotten that the Trident started the plague. Um, you know, I, although I will say it was, it was definitely still our, our I would say it's our, it's our uh, promotions dude, not us. Because, uh, you know, we just said, okay. Uh, and so anyway, we, we resurfaced in 2008. Uh, and we've been playing. This is going on our 10-year anniversary from our reunion. Uh, and yeah, we've, uh, we've toured the U.S., toured internationally. Uh, we're coming out with our seventh album uh, on August 25th at the second year of the festival that we run here in Madison called Mad with Power Fest. It's an arcade uh, and heavy metal festival. And we're pulling seven of the best uh, heavy slash power metal bands from all over the country um, coming to this. And we're going to fill uh, a local venue chock full of free play, classic arcade games, and pinball, uh, including uh, uh, a special custom mead 
uh, from Boss Meter here in Madison on tap uh, for the fest uh, as well. Uh, and we also have a video game company from Pittsburgh uh, coming in to showcase uh, their indie game Coffee Crisis in which we appear as NPCs. It's a heavy metal and coffee based uh, video game. Um, other than that, you know, uh, got six music videos coming out for the new album, uh, planning a Japan tour, um, and generally just driving myself insane with the amount of work that I, I do on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, I mean, insanity is good for art, right? Exactly. So you're not really up to anything right now, then, is what you're no, saying? No, you know, it's <laughs> mostly just playing Hollow Knight on the Switch and just kind of like drinking beer and falling asleep on the couch. That's pretty much it. Half of the things you talk about, I don't even follow, so that's okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you got to get with it. The kids, you know? You gotta, I know. got to dab some more, and then you'll understand. Uh, apparently, I, I, you know, I... Get, get a I, fidget spinner, man. What are you doing? I, I know. You're uh, spinning blood over there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just... It's, <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, tell, let's start with you, you know, we're here to talk about your gear. Um, hopefully it hasn't aged too poorly over the last 710 years, um, or 7,000 was it? Um, No, 700, you know, 1342 to 2008. That's right. That's like about 700. Yeah. Something like that. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, um, the whole, uh, obviously the whole like age of the internet age of recorded media is something that's kind of, you know, relatively new to us immortals. We're used to just going out and playing it live. Um, and you know, up until the, you know, up until we resurfaced, there wasn't a whole lot of real amplification to speak of. I mean, we really just kind of used the <clears throat> power of our own voices and the, uh, metal instruments we cobbled together from the, you know, from, from the melted down swords of our adversaries. So I, you know, so now, um, I, it's been really a learning uh, experience for for me and for the rest of the guys. Um, we've gone through a lot of different gear. You know, God, we I, I, when I started out, I think I bought a, uh, uh, you know, because we we didn't have a whole lot of money, uh, uh, and so I, I bought like a, a custom all in one, you know, PA system, like the custom with a K, you know, and uh, and started off with these like Nady Star Power, you know, the most terrible microphones known to man. Um, but you know, for practice space, I mean, at least that worked. It was, it was, it was pretty okay. Um, nowadays, uh, you know, we've gone through a bunch of iterations. Um, a lot of people, you know, in a lot of, uh, venues that you go into, at least for vocal microphones, right? SM, SM 58, that's, you know, your standard kind of thing. And uh, honest to God, I don't mind the SM 58, but I have found that over the years, um, I, so I, I, I purchased, I don't know, God three, four years ago, I purchased a Shure uh, SM87A, uh, the Beta SM87A. Um, and and that is a, uh, instead of being like a dynamic microphone, it's a it's a condenser. So, you know, the, the, the pros are, it sounds night and day. You can put a 58 and an 87 right next to it, each other and go like, ha, ha, like back and forth. You can instantly even on the crappiest of of custom pa systems right <laughs> the, the 200 special um you could hear the difference immediately and and all the sound guys that i've worked with are, are like wow those vocals you know that on that microphone really cut through um and that's that power of that condenser microphone the only the downside um <clears throat> of having that is that it needs phantom power. So you go into a, a venue where you've had, you know, a thousand punk bands uh, using a 58 and like, you know, swinging it around their heads like a lasso. And then you've got, you know, these microphone cables that are all crumpled. And so when it's trying to throw power through it, it'll just pop, 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 because it's going in and out, you know, and, and 
Um, I would say a good 60% of the sound guys that I've worked with are like, I don't know, man, must be your microphone. I'm like, no, no, I'm pretty sure it's not. I think it's your cable, man. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's not my microphone. So, so when I go, so when I go live, I, I, I bring my own microphone and now I bring my own microphone cable. Just, um, so the, the, I you know, I absolutely love the, uh, the Shure, uh, 87, the beta series. Um, I've used a bunch of different microphones, uh, live, you know, just venue to venue. Cause sometimes, you know, they're weird about you bringing in your own microphone and stuff like that. I don't know why they would be sanitary reasons. I mean, like, God, do you want to be like licking the microphone of like 500 other people? I mean, this is the band who brought the plague back. Why would you? Exactly. Wanna... <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, not that we don't want to, you know, advertise oh, that. That's not exactly our tagline or anything here. <laughs> the band that brought the plague back coming tonight. Don't go see them. You might die. It's... Well, I mean, yeah. We, we make people sign a waiver anyway, so it's fine. But, um, yeah, so so that's that's kind of my main uh, vocal microphone live, and I've used that for many years. And much like the uh, the fifty eight, you know, it's been solid as a rock. It's been dropped a million times. I might have used it to hammer in a few nails or whatever. But you know, in general, the sure stuff, the fifty sevens, the fifty eights, the eighty sevens, all the beta microphones, they've been built really solid, um, and I've really really enjoyed them. And uh, you know, for a, a, a someone who's really serious about vocal performance. Um, if they really want to, you know, kind of bring it up to the next level, it's, it's really not that big of a price jump. You know, you, you can buy a, 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 your own 58 for a hundred bucks. You can buy your own 87 a for two fifty. you know, I mean, in the long run, right. I mean, I've used this thing for like five years and it's, it's helped out. It, it's in, in every single show cut through the mix, you know, quite a bit. So I'd highly, you know, I highly recommend it. Um, that's what I use, you know, uh, for, for live gigging, um, <clears throat> in the studio here, uh, in terms of, uh, microphones, my main vocal microphone, the vocal microphone that I absolutely adore and love, uh, is my, uh, Neumann TLM 103. Uh, I've been using the Neumann for, uh, geez, since, um, I'm trying to think here, probably since like 2012, 2012 or 2013. I've had it. Um, I've used it primarily for vocals. Although I have used it um, recording on just a bunch of different stuff. I use it for acoustic guitar um, exclusively. What we're doing right now is uh, we've got a, a Patreon page where, and so for, for your listeners who don't know what Patreon is, it's like a, like a fan club where people pledge, you know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever per month. And based on what they pledge, they get exclusive content, they get exclusive songs. One of the things we're doing for the Patreon backers is if they pledge any amount, they get uh, a, we're doing it an acoustic a re-recording of one of our metal songs every single month, which is really fun. Um, and so we, uh, so I'm using the, the, the Neumann TLM 103 for the acoustic guitar tracking. And um, I've actually had, you know, um, people who, who mix for a living asking me going like, what, what mic was that? That was, that was really nice. It's like, yes, yeah, the Neumann TLM 103. It's about, I, I placed it about at the, the 12th fret, kind of 45 degree pointing to the sound hole. And man, that thing just picks up acoustic guitar like nothing else. So, you know, um, high baritone, you know, to, to high soprano voice works really well with, there's a little bit of a 1K-ish, 1K, 2K boost in there. Just a smith, just a little, little tiny guy. Um, I, I barely have to EQ the thing, to be perfectly honest. It's really, really nice. So um, I use that exclusively. Um, and then for like other studio gear, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff just kind of lying around here, but my main interface uh, that I use is um, I, I use the, the Motu, uh, the Mark of the Unicorn uh, 8 Pre 
for a million billion years. Um, but the problem with using it for a million billion years is that uh, it was on Firewire. <laughs> And, you, and and I'm a Windows guy, and so you can't really do that anymore. It doesn't really play very happily with Windows 10. So when we were recording the new album, before we were recording the new album, I ran out and bought a new interface. Um, and so I ended up getting the Focusrite Scarlett 18920. Um, I really like it. I've had very, very – I've had no problems with it now that I can think about it. And I've been able to sort of um, light pipe it to the old Motu 8 Pre. So now I've got 16 – preamps um and then a being the preamps from the motu to the to the scarlet i mean there's really not a whole lot of like quote unquote color difference mm-hmm. uh, they're both pretty flat uh, you know you'd have to really be a crazy audiophile to to tell the difference and most bands that are like recording themselves eh, they don't they don't care you know i mean really it, 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 so I, I i love this thing I, it's it's solid as a rock and and um i've had no problems with it um so yeah, uh, for for monitoring in the studio, I've got uh, a set of uh, I think they're twelve inch JBLs. They're just really you know kind of mid range size um, uh, monitors here. They're great. I really like the bass response on them. Um, I have an, a very old um, Roland Phantom uh, for my keyboard. I mostly use that. It's a two thousand three model. Um, I mostly use it actually as a MIDI controller. Um, so I MIDI control it into pro tools. And then when we would need to do things like, um, symphonies or, uh, full orchestras or, um, 40 person men's choir, uh, you know, or timpani, I did timpani on it, just like slam the keys. Like, Oh my God, it was great. Um, so, so yeah, I use that as a MIDI controller. A lot of people will, will, a lot of people just like type it in on Pro Tools, you know, but click in the, the notes. I'm like, dude, come on, just play it. You got to play it, you know? So I, I do that um, uh, in here. Uh, and then, you know, for uh, for other stuff, so so primarily in, in our studio here, right, we record um, everything except for drums. And then when we need to go do drums, we, we find a drum room and we usually use their equipment. You know, up until, uh, up, up even through this last album, we used MMI uh, okay. for their drum room. Madison Media Institute for those uh, not in Madison listening. Um, so in terms of equipment here for recording guitars, um, we've start, we started recording guitars in, and, and recording all these different things. In um, uh, The first time we did it was in 20, no, 2000, 2008. <laughs> I started recording on a, Mo, on a Motu Ultralight. Uh, two preamps. Firewire. I mean, this is back back in the day when we had only two inputs. I did it like that, you know. And 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 from from that day until today, I've I've still only used two microphones uh, for recording guitar because and I, I you know I'm I'm sure there's probably quote unquote better microphones out there for recording guitar but man these things are are bulletproof they're tried and tested they're true um i haven't found anything that i like better uh you know sm57 mm-hmm. right the guitar microphone yeah. right and then and then uh a sennheiser e609 the other guitar microphone you, you see both of these live all the time but in the studio you know for recording they're also they're just amazing like the 57 you know, is kind of like the mic that that made the electric guitar sound like what we all expect electric guitar to sound. Yeah. So, so my my thought process is, well, why why would I mess around with other microphones? You know, because uh, you know, I, I pretend like I know what I'm doing, but you know, I don't really. <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, oh. exactly. Fake it, fake it till you make it. So, like the SM57, I love. I, I do both of them at the same time, and I mix and I mix the the signal. So okay. the SM57 has like a little bit of a beefy kind of mid range to it, and then the E609 is a little more like high frizz to it, like a little sizzle, right? So I find if I do mostly fifty se- mostly fifty seven and a little six oh nine, um, I get this really like beefy like snarly angry guitar sound which is great for metal and i just i just love it and for those um, who need to know ty loves to add flames to his videos so oh God, yeah. when that microphone has sizzle it's actually on fire exactly exactly <laughs> that's the other thing you know that's the other thing about using these these less expensive and tried and true you know like i said right the 57 uh, you know it, the joke is you could hammer a nail in with it but you could actually hammer a nail with it and it would be <laughs> perfectly fine i mean the, the 57s that have been in your local your, your local uh, uh uh club have probably been there for 20 years you know they've, they've seen all sorts of spills and kicks and drops and whatever and i mean like these things are solid as a rock so so yeah um you know when we when they, when you need to, to turn up the heat a little bit you know 57s are great to kind of withstand that actual sizzle coming out of our red hot amps so um so that's in, in general that's um what I use here in the studio, um, I also have a, a three um, uh, Audio Technica thirty thirty five microphone large diaphragm condenser microphones. Now they don't make these anymore um, because, and I, I picked a, I picked them up in like I want to say 2011, 2012. Um, and this was on a tip from my guitarist uh, because they they found out you know somebody somebody bought these microphones and 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 took them apart. They were supposed to be like quote unquote budget microphones, right? Okay. The, the capsule. Uh, now th- this is this is you know mostly hearsay. Audio Technica will deny this up and down, but the technical people out there have figured out that the capsule inside of the thirty thirty fives was the and and these are two hundred dollars a microphone by the way, right? So they're cheap. Capsule inside of the thirty thirty five is the exact same capsule in their thousand dollar microphone. They just put it in a different casing. <laughs> so, I have to cut this part of the episode out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, okay, and and allegedly, right? Allegedly, they did this. There's, there's no, you know, there's no proof, uh, but um, I will tell you that I have, so I've got three of these. I've used them on overheads. I've used them for recording acoustic. I've used them for recording flute, believe it or not. I've done um, brass instruments. I've done all different types of stringed instruments with these. And, you know, they're not quite, they don't have quite the presence of the TLM 103. I still like the TLM 103 better, but for a $200 microphone, I mean, my God, it's probably why they stopped making them because they were probably selling way too many of them because they're so good. So, I mean, I, you know, just in general, I think if people are, are, are looking at the quote unquote cheaper, the budget model microphones, if they do a little bit of research, I think they might find some that are, uh, that are a little bit, you know, genies in the bottle, the, the, the sort of secret microphones that, you know, you know, suburban mom finds one weird trick to turn $200 microphone into a thousand dollar microphone. Cause you know, there's so many regular cars that happen to share the exact same chassis as the luxury model that they make. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, you know, so that's, that's in general, those are like my main, uh, the main microphones that I use, uh, in my studio. I've got a bunch of different headphones i got a bunch of different you know inputs and things like ah you know whatever um so yeah um so that's that's the studio stuff um and then just recently i picked up um uh, getting back on the sure train here um i picked up the the sure in-ear wireless system uh the the p psm or pcm 300 one of those um uh and i 
I was recommended to me by a friend who had been uh, starting to do in-ear monitoring and my God, I've fallen in love with it. Um, I've only used it for five shows, you know, and I've only used it for like a month or so. Oh my God, I'm never going back. It's so amazing. Um, I've, I've had um, just incredible, incredible experiences with it. And, and what we're planning on doing now, actually, you know, in the next probably six months is we're going to be building ourselves a, a fully encapsulated um, in-ear monitor rig for the entire band, which is not a cheap undertaking by any means. Um, but the nice thing about, and the thing that, you know, they don't really widely advertise about the, the Sure systems is, is they, they output in stereo. Um, and the new system has this thing called mix mode where you can essentially on the fly on your receiver, you can choose whether you hear more of like channel one or channel two. Um, so, and, and what that's meant to do is it's meant to give you a stereo output mix, right? So that you can say, oh, I want vocals in channel one and drums in channel two or whatever. So that, you know, um, the, the prima donna vocalist like me, you know, is like, oh, I need less drums and I want it now and I don't <laughs> care and blah, 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 you know. Um, but what that actually means is that if you don't care about a stereo mix, if you just want to do a mono mix like most people do, um, you can use one receiver or, or one, one, yeah, one sender to like two receivers. Uh-huh. Um, and it, and you know, and you don't have, cause primarily, usually you have to buy a, a, diff, a, a full system for every person that wants to do wireless. But with this, you only have to buy essentially half a system. So what we're planning on doing is buying two, uh, two of the sure systems in total and then running four mono signals out of them so that everybody has a mono signal going to their receiver. And then they, we just, you know, we mix them in mono. And then the drummer is going to have a, a wired signal because he's going to be sitting right next to the, to the whole system. He's so, a drummer. I mean, cause he's a drummer. Yeah. yeah. And he's used to being wired. <laughs> so, so what we're doing with that is we're, uh, we're looking into a SKB, um, 16 U case. Uh, and I'm going to be buying a Behringer, um, Xair 18, um, which is a digital, uh, rack mount mixer. It's, it's a three U mixer. It's got 18 inputs and like, I don't know, six or seven aux outputs, two mains, all that sort of stuff. I mean, uh, I actually used it live and, 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 and it, you know, it's, it's so cool. We're living in the future, right? It's like, it's controlled on an iPad on an iPad. So it's like, you know, ah! so I used it live uh, when I, I, so sometimes I make sound live and I use it live and it's got like 80, like different effects, you know, th- that you can just throw into an effects rack. So my plan is I'm going to make this, this box uh, and I'm going to put a splitter. And so we, we roll it up and we say, okay, front of house guy, uh, plug all of your microphones into our splitter down at the bottom. The snake at the back will go to, to your, to your snake, which will go out to you. And then it'll Y it'll split. Uh, up into the Behringer, and we're going to set it up so that we have enough compression on every channel and enough limiting on every channel that no matter how loud or how soft we play, we'll hear the same mix every single night. Um, so essentially, we won't ever have to do any like monitor checks whatsoever. We, we, we show up, we plug in. Uh, when it's time for us to play, we turn the thing on. And 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 we're and like we're ready to ready to rock, basically. Um, How many? Na- there's not a national band that puts as much effort into their their sound, is there? Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure there is, but you know, like <laughs> that's just amazing. So here's, I mean, the thing that it all boils down to, right, is that is that we uh, we take about five to seven minutes to get into costume and to put our armor on and to you know get all the chainmail and get the swords together, right? And it, the more time 
And the more time we can cut out of the this, the freaking load up, set up, whatever, the better. Um, also, one of the other things we do for our Patreon backers is we built a mobile recording rig that multi-track records out of just about any um, soundboard uh, out there. But as people who are musicians themselves will attest, you know, the, the sound guy and the soundboard and the room that you're going to, like, who the hell knows what you're going to get? <laughs> I think of the last 10 shows we played, we had two usable recordings because, like, the wow. rest of them are all just garbage. The guy's, like, pumping way too much gain out of the mains or blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, with this mobile in-ear rig, another thing we can do with the Behringer XR18 is we can just USB uh, multi-track out to a computer that's going to, a laptop that's going to sit on a 1U slider in, in our in our SKB case. And then we just, we pull the laptop out, we boot it up, we hit record because it's going to already be set up, close it, shove it back in and go. And we can multi-track, we can now multi-track record every single show. And it will, and it's going to be to our specifications. We never have to worry about what sound guy smoked what right before the show. You know, I mean, it's, uh, so I'm super, super excited about it. It's going to be probably about four grand. To put it all together. Okay. Um, so we're saving up for that right now. Um, but yeah, like on the, in, in terms of, you know, the stuff that I can very safely talk about being, being a singer, right. I, I can't be like, Oh yeah, well, let me tell you all about the specificities of our lead guitarist guitars. You know, like, no, I can't, I can't really say, <laughs> um, but you know, in terms of the stuff I can talk about, that is, that's one of the most exciting things that we've, uh, that we've been been exploring as of recent the the whole digital rack mount mixer the ability to just roll up and and like plug in and like you're done it's, it's super amazing um i actually saw um speaking of you know professional bands that do this um i went to a, um, a big festival called prog power usa a couple years ago and there's a band called scar symmetry that had this had had this all um together and they also had all of their um they had a guitar modeling amps and they had all of it in the same rack so their setup was roll rack onto stage um plug guitar into you know plug wireless guitar into wireless rack turn on wireless rack you're done and like you know they didn't have any amps uh they had a real drummer so they had to you know they had to put the mics on the drum kit but i mean other than that they were done and they sounded fantastic they also had wireless microphones which guess what the receiver was right in the rack too right so it's like you could you could essentially get rid of, you know, almost all of the the, the moving of gear, um, as long as you're playing venues that allow you to do that, where they're miking everything, right? Yeah. Um, so if you're playing, you know, uh, mid to to large size venues, you could essentially turn your entire gear array into one box and just roll on up and play. And like, so like that's the dream, because you know, who who <laughs> who the dream is either one of two things: it's either that gearbox or roadies. You know, that's our mantra. Every time that we're hauling crap around, we're like, someday roadies, someday roadies, someday roadies, someday roadies. That's, that's the mantra. That's the mantra. Um, well, yeah, so but this is the next best thing. I mean, I should, I probably should take it back that it was, you know, I'm sure national bands are fine, but, uh, but you know, there's not, I can't imagine there's a lot of local bands that would no. put this much effort into having this kind of a rig, but that's, that's imp- that's, it's, it makes sense when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, th- this, this sort of setup isn't for everybody and we do, you know, we, we do gig and tour quite a bit. And so like, you know, if, if you're a, a band that is, is looking to expand and, and tour, I think one of the first things you 
one of the first things you realize real quickly when you get out on the road and you've been out for nine, 10 days and you, and you know, you, you smell of desperation and Febreze mm. is, is, uh, is do I really need a, a full stack, uh, every single night when I'm playing, you know, X dude's basement, you know, yeah. no, yeah. not really. Uh, we've, we've, uh, the, the, in our band, we all use two by twelves, right. Uh-huh. And we have never had a single issue ever in terms of either volume or, you know, anything, right? Because a two by 12 is way, way, way good, you know, enough, enough output for uh, any club that doesn't mic their, their amps. And, and 99% of the places that you're going to play are going to mic your amps. Yeah. So it's like, you could be playing a two by 12, you could be playing a one by 12, you could be playing one of those little tiny, like, you know, hip pack a uh, Marshall amps powered by a nine volt battery. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't, but you know what I mean? Right. There's going to, they're going to mic it no matter what. Yeah. So it's like, why, why are you bringing a full stack on stage? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, it looks cool. Don't get me it wrong. Does. It does. It's all, I, it's all aesthetic. <laughs> I was, I was a teenager once too, you know, really even after <laughs> your 700 years. Well, you know, it was a, it was a very, it was very, very long ago. You know? Yes. Yes. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, as you can tell, I haven't aged a day. I mean, you're seeing this on video. I mean, it's like I I look what thirty. You know, it's been yeah. thousands of years. That's you know? incredible. Yeah, I don't I don't tell my <laughs> secrets. You know, Joan Rivers knows, but she's dead. So maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's just a lot of years. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> before we cut it off, uh, do you want to plug uh, the Lords of the Trident website, social media? Absolutely, absolutely. So. If you are interested in getting your face melted off by the most amazing metal that you'll ever hear, right? Um, take your your strongest browser, your most metal browser, which is probably Chrome because it's the only browser actually named after a metal, yes. right? And go to lordsofthetrident.com. You will find everything there. We've got a merch store. You can watch our music videos. You can listen to all of our albums. We stream it all for free. If you're on YouTube, follow us on YouTube, Lords of the Trident on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Lords of the Trident. We're on Twitter, Lords of Trident, because we're one of the OG Twitter guys that got Ooh. their username when when it was you had a limited number of characters. So so let me tell you, buddy, we've been on Twitter very very long. Um, we also yeah we've got basically just Google Lords of the Trident. We're we're at a, we have about fifty pages on on Google, and then it starts turning into like strange like Hindu texts about, you know, trident fighting or whatever. Um, <laughs> the one thing I will say, you know, in terms of a, a, a pitch out there, if you go to Lords of the Trident or if you go to our YouTube and you're like, man, these guys are pretty sweet, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Lords of the Trident. Um, it is a way to directly support the band. Uh, you pledge, it's, you, you basically join our fan club on our Patreon, pledge a few a few bucks a month, and you get so much in return. You know, we, we give out exclusive Patreon t-shirts. We do behind the scenes stuff. We give out MP3s. We're coming out with every single month. We're coming out with a brand new track uh, of our acoustic, you know, remixes. We're coming out with live bootlegs. Uh, everybody on the Patreon gets all the albums for free all the time. Like it's, you know, it's one of the best deals in heavy metal, basically. It is. That it's sounds... better than the Kiss Casket. You know, you might think the Kiss Casket is a good deal at like $7,000, uh, but you're going to be dead and you won't even enjoy it. So buy something you enjoy. Go to Lord, patreon.com slash Lord of the Trident. Just pledge like five bucks a month. You know, you, you don't need that latte. You need latte metal. You need a latte metal. That's, I was trying to twist it. It didn't work. Uh. Um, you know, <laughs> throw down the Crappuccino and get a grande 
metalate venti mocha metal. I think most people are very happy you don't own a franchise for Starbucks. Exactly. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Not on this yep. planet. <laughs> if you want, we'll, we'll even put some green tea in it. We'll call it healthy. Whatever you want, right? Just just, just go to patreon.com slash Swords of the Trident and, uh, and pledge pledge your support. And that's healthy with two L's. Oh, yeah. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. This has been awesome. I'm glad you could uh, join us today. And um, you guys keep doing what you're doing, I tell you. We'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Behind the Backline, brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space, and be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care.